if you're going to get into anything, do you want to get into it when it's at the highest or it's lowest? Obviously, it's lowest. So now would be the best time. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with uh, yours truly, Marco Kozlowski, with uh, Gabriel Adaish out of Montreal and uh, Frank Galluccio or Francesco Galluccio out of uh, Toronto. Uh, always a pleasure to uh, have my two compadres. Uh, today we're going to tackle, should you be buying uh, properties in this cycle as the market is shifting? Uh, as you know, COVID has affected rents. Uh, there are 40 plus million people that have not made their mortgage payments or rent payments. Uh, in 2008, during the big crash, 12.8 million people lost their homes. So the stat was only 12.8, and now we're you know significantly higher than that, three or four times higher than what it was in 2008. So there's a great opportunity coming. I definitely don't want to uh, take advantage of anyone. That is not the intent ever when we're wanting to uh, get into the business. We definitely want to help people. There are going to be people that need to be helped as the market turns and as people can't make whatever mortgage payment there is. And there are going to be a ton of discounts available. And of course, if you couple discounted properties with asset-based lending, allowing you to buy anything that you want, as long as there's 30% equity, you can generate a ton of cash flow. And the one feedback, the one point of contention uh, that I've been hearing lately is, should we be buying is now a good time if we're not collecting rent. If rent is a problem, if we can't collect rent, why the heck would we buy a property if we're not getting paid? And it's a, it's a valid point, and we're going to hash that out uh, today on this on this podcast. And I hope you get a lot of value out of it. And uh, all right, let's roll up our sleeves and, and discuss it. So, um, of course, uh, first of all, the risk. Let's talk about that. Uh, the worst thing that can happen is you buy an asset and nobody pays. So how do we first mitigate that risk? So we get something, no one's paying. What do we do? Ash, if I just, uh, I'll add on that's Frank here. Uh, thanks, Marco, for having us on this podcast. We definitely enjoy doing it. Uh, yeah, that question, risk. There's, listen, there's always a risk in this market. Uh, but with the COVID, yeah, there's going to be a few, uh, bad apples that are going to take advantage and, and, and not pay. And there's, and there's a few that are sincere and actually in, uh, financial hardship that, uh, need some kind of, uh, rent assistance. And I have, you know, we, we, we have parks together and some properties together. Uh, there's, 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 you know, one person that's not paying in one of our parks, but they're on social assistance. Uh, so I, I don't get that. They're taking advantage clearly. And you have others that, you know, definitely lost their job and or reduced hours and they're trying and you put a payment plan. So to all those people that are, you know, fearing to get into the market, you know, is there risk? There's always risk, but you mitigate your risk on on, on the buy. And yes, you're always going to have that one or two people that uh, don't pay, but you can ride that out. So I'm actually enjoying a lot of people staying on the sidelines. That means more for us. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the way I look at it. Uh, more for us, I you know uh, I know you mentioned those stats which are staggering, uh, Marco. You know, forty mil. I think it was forty million potential foreclosures. Man, that's like all of Canada plus uh, every household. So that's just insane. And and if people are staying on the sideline, man, you're gonna look back in twenty years and your your kids' kids or your grandkids are gonna say, Dad, what did you do in that time? And you're gonna say, Nothing. We stayed home and we wore our masks. <laughs> Uh, so more opportunity for us than that. So that's what I got to say. Uh, you can mitigate it. Uh, you write out the storm. But again, it's not been too bad. It's, it's, it's just a few. 
Well, the good news is that if if that's how you feel, that's how sellers are feeling as well. In the sense that if there's not that many buyers because everybody's afraid and they're staying on the sidelines, then there's a lot of sellers out there that want to get out because they don't know what the future holds, and that equals lower prices and 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 better deals for you. So, you know the 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 old saying. I remember I, I know Warren Buffett used to say it a lot. Is when everybody's fearing, that's when I'm coming in, and and that's exactly what you should be doing here. Is everybody's scared and running away? This is a this is probably the best time. I'll I'm I'm willing to bet that I know we're doing this, but a lot of people are putting their money together and getting ready for this so that they can just jump in and pretty much pick up everything they can. So it's 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 just the way you look at it. Is it going to be paying up as much as it was? Uh, sure, there's more risk. Maybe some people won't pay as much in terms of rent, uh, but. It, it still means that you get it at the right price. And we've mentioned this in multiple podcasts. <laughs> the key to, to the real estate deal is buying it right. So if you're buying it right, you're, you're, you're going to mitigate most of your risk. Then it's up to you to find a way to make sure that, you know, people pay their rent, whether it's uh, using different strategies, whether it's just, first of all, properly uh, screening your tenants. So that you're getting people that you know uh, have the right jobs, jobs that maybe are more uh, economy proof or pandemic proof. Uh, you can also, I know Marco, you mentioned this in, in past podcasts, is is use some of the assistance programs. So I don't know if somebody else wants to cover this, but you know Section Eight, there's the 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 VA programs. Uh, that's guaranteed income coming into your uh, bank account on the first of every month. And you know what? I have a lot of Section Eight tenants in in, in specifically one of my buildings, and that's the only tenant that's never late. <laughs> They, they they pay on time every time direct deposit i don't even have to worry about checks bouncing so if if you take all these strategies and put them together while buying right in in a in a market that's going to be very advantageous to you uh it's that's to me that's a recipe for success only we're, we're also buying on collected rents now we're not buying on what it was so if if only 50 percent of the building is actually paying and collecting we're buying it at 70 percent of that value at 100 percent mm-hmm. collection or actually 92 percent collection so we're buying it already at a discounted price based on the revenue that's there so you're not buying a building with zero income um, if you are you're almost going to pay nothing for it so we're not getting into buildings, number one, that are half paying. Or if we are, then we're only paying 70% of half of its value. Um, that's it. So you're already mitigating your risk at that point. And if you fill your tenants with, as Gabe said, Section 8 tenants, or replace the non-paying tenants as you start getting rid of those people, because they do, you know, they can squat if they really wanted to, but it's a pain in the ass legally for them. And if they do eventually get evicted, which they will, that's gonna, they're not going to be able to get another place to live. So they're only hurting themselves in the long term. Um, the first thing that people pay is their mortgage or rent. They need a place to stay. So if they're taking advantage now of a system, uh, it's only going to hurt them later if they try to, you know, really abuse that. So you can mitigate the risk. Yep. So. Frank, go ahead. Okay, I just want to bounce on uh, a couple of things that Gabe and, and, and Marco, you said with the, with the Section 8. There's other programs out there currently. Uh, I think one's called the CARES, uh, where a lot of uh, counties and, and cities are offering uh, subsidy. And I don't want to actually subsidy. They're actually paying the full amount uh, of the rent. So I know one of my tenants is, is actually going through that program, and there's many more uh, across the country. But what you were saying, Marco, you're buying on the current rent. So if, like you said, so if, if it's only... 
75% people are paying, then you're basing it on that 75%. But I'm okay with, I'm actually okay with making little to no money or even breaking even for the next 12, 18, 24 months. And then I'll cash out on the back end. Uh, definitely when things start going back up. And we know it's going to improve, guys. We know it's going to improve. We're in the shits of it now. We're in the weeds. Uh, but it, it is going to get better. In the foreseeable future, like two, three years, that's nothing on the opportunity that you can make. Uh, so I'm willing to wait those two years or even three years and, and make little to nothing as long as I'm not losing. You know, what are you guys doing? A lot of people put money in their you know, RSPs or their 401ks and they wait 20 years and they realize, shit, we only made 2%. You know, uh, so I'm okay with waiting that three years or two years uh, to see, you know, the greener grass on the other side. And uh, actually, I want to add something because, you know, the, the interesting thing is if your money's not in real estate, it's elsewhere. And, you know, we, we always like to compare it to the stock market because that's pretty much where everybody else likes to go dump their money. Uh, you know, they say you can't time the market in the stock market because, it, you know, there's a lot of manipulation. There's, there's so many variables. The beauty of real estate is not only can you really time it, it's, it's, there's so much time where you can see it coming. It's clear that there's going to be a problem. It's clear that this is going to be a perfect time to accumulate assets and then hold on, hold, hold on to them uh, while collecting rent. And like you said, even if you were to break even, which is not going to be the case, I assure you that if you follow the strategies that we've been discussing on these podcasts, especially from an optimization standpoint, uh, you're not going to break even. You're going to actually cash flow and, and very, very heavily. But that being said, even if you did break even, you know, fast forward seven, eight years, you know, your properties are going to be worth double, you know, a lot more than they are at the, at the time you're buying them today. That's for sure. So the beauty of real estate is you can actually time the market. And this is the time. So we're, we're warning you. I know that I wasn't even in real estate, you know, uh, in 2008 when, when shit hit the fan back then. And I see what people have been able to do. And I've been just, you know, sadly, it's, it's, this is something that's going to be recurring. And even after this crash, there's going to be another one eventually. We can't time that one yet, but we'll start seeing the signals when it's time. But it's definitely the right time to start getting involved. And you both said it perfectly. Uh, even if you were, worst case scenario, to completely break even and you bought $100 million worth of assets because you bought them right and you used asset-based lending, you don't need to use a nickel of your own money and things settle down and now suddenly this $100 million is now worth $250 million. You just made $150 million using somebody else's money just, you know, just by riding the storm. Um, I don't know of any other business that you can finance. If, if you play with stocks, you can't finance stocks. You need some amount of cash to, to deploy. Uh, in this, if you buy it right, someone will give you the money and use, it as use the property as collateral. If you don't pay, they take it back. So even if you were to buy something and it was to completely decline or U-turn, they take it back. You've lost nothing. Uh, you've lost the opportunity. You lost the tax deduction, which you would still get in buying all these assets. I, I'm using big numbers, but I can make it a lot smaller. You buy a million dollars worth of property, uh, and it just breaks even on cash flow. You're still getting a tax deduction of at least $36,000 you know, a year, less than you have to pay on your taxes. So you're actually making $36,000 more than you made before because it's $36,000 less in tax that you have to pay um, th thanks to depreciation schedules. So, And your tenants are slowly paying off your mortgage as well. So... There's so many benefits, and if you let fear make the decision, hey, this, this is a bad time, so I'm not going to buy, Gabriel, what you said earlier is bang on the money as well, is 
now is going to be the best time when you know you have to be greedy when others are fearful and when you know everyone is greedy you have to be fearful you have to go in the opposite direction that's where money is made and if you believe that no one is going to pay the rent that doesn't make any sense people have to live somewhere and if you align yourself with the right organizations like Section 8 or the, the, uh, the voucher program is what it's called now, or VA or Frank, you have a hotel that's mostly, you know, that, that's a weekly hotel that's mostly government-assisted programs where he gets paid directly the first of the month whether he likes it or not, or, you know, whatever days that he's set up in, in, his, in his payment programs with his, with, his, uh, with his management. And it's the management that's going to be in the forefront of, of handling these things. And if you know what you're doing, you just hand over your management team, this is what we're looking for. This is the direction that we want to go into, and your management team goes ahead and you know and does that. So they will screen your tenants. You don't have to do that directly. You can just make sure that they're screened because it's your property, but they do all that crap. You're not dealing with Jerry Springer tenants. They're going to pick the right ones to make sure that your asset is paying you and taking care of you for a very long time. And so for the skeptical, I was just going to say for the skeptical, because you did touch on this briefly, Marco, but for the skeptical, let's look at the worst case scenario. So the worst case scenario is you buy something and and you're not using your own credit. We remind you of this because that's not the way we buy. See, nobody does pay the rent. Then what? You know, they're not going to come after you after your own assets. If you're set up properly, all they're going to do is come back and take back that property. And that's that's your worst case scenario. So if 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 it doesn't hurt you, other than the fact that you're going to lose a property, which it sucks, I won't lie, but uh, that's the worst case scenario. Your credit isn't hit. You haven't lost money. Uh, this is it's it's there's really it's that's the worst case scenario. I, I I don't even know how to make it simpler than that. There's only benefits. You can control the scenario of of uh, of giving back the property, and and you can control how you're going to optimize your property and make sure that rent is coming in and you're collecting uh, again. I'm going to stress that this is the time where you're going to be able to buy properties at the lowest value. So if you bought it, you waited and you bought this two, three years from now, we don't know what's going to happen two, three years from now. But tenants, whether they, they don't pay today or they might not pay in two years as well. Like, like, like Marco said, they have to pay for a roof. And most people, the first thing they're going to pay for is rent. Before they even put food on the table or do anything else or make any other payments, they're going to pay for the rent. So uh, sure, people are going through a tough time now and they're losing their jobs, but there are programs out there, like we mentioned. It There's really, I, I fear, I, I, don't, I don't even know we're beating this drum over and over, but it's it's the best time to buy. There's really limited risk in getting involved at this time. Well, the lender may be pissed off at you uh, just a little bit, uh, but that you know what that depends. The lender, like you said, if you're if you're going into a property with obviously good intentions, um, and you do capital, you do some optimization to it. That the lender is actually in a in an advantage uh, uh, situation where they're you know maybe they're a little bit salivating that you're going to default uh, because they're going to get a property with a, a boatload of um, equity in there. Um, and That's you're not right. going to make it hard for them. Listen, if you can't pay the lender, they got to eat too. Uh, give them the property. I, you know, I know most times ourselves, if we have to come into that situation, we'll just do like a, a, a deed in lieu of foreclosure. Don't even make them spend the money on legal fees and just say, you know, take the property, you know, uh, our bad. Uh, this is what happened. And they'll gladly take it back with all that equity. Uh, it's probably more money they're going to make on the interest anyways. Yeah. Yeah. The lender won't be upset, and the lender is getting in, understanding the risk, because you know they're not just going to lend money; they're 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 doing their homework before lending you the money. So, it's it's everybody wins all the time. That's if you're set up the right way and you do the right things, and that's what this business is all about. 
Absolutely. And if you're going to get into anything, do you want to get into it when it's at the highest or it's lowest? Obviously, it's lowest. So now would be the best time. You know, it's way easier to learn now and make mistakes at this point as the market is going to be shifting and uh, declining. Um, and that's, I guess, another question is, should you wait until it declines completely? I, I don't think so. I, I think you get in as quickly as you can. And, you know, there's going to be some great deals and some not so great deals. But if you do it right, whether you buy it at 70 cents on the dollar, 60 cents on the dollar, 50 cents on the dollar, I'd buy it at 70 all day long, then wait and maybe not get it at 60, not, you know, if someone else might get it and if I waited too long. So I want as many assets as possible at the right price period. And as soon as it starts going into that direction, I want to pounce. And I think if you're smart, you're, you want to pounce too. You're not using your money. You're not using your credit. You can do it from anywhere. The management teams are the ones that are taking care of the business. And you know, you're collecting a passive income check, uh, a series of checks. You're getting equity. You're getting tax deductions. And you know, if you're worried about things that you, you actually are in your control, then you just fix those things. If someone can't pay rent and as the market declines, there are more money, there's more money being put into social programs to take care of those people. So there's more people on the marketplace than before. Like in, in Chicago, when I was buying in 2008, 9, and 10, um, shit, you know, we were get, there was a two and a half year waiting list by 2012. Uh, almost a three-year waiting list for 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 free housing from HUD. There was not enough properties and too many people that were in the program. So it was there was a huge waiting list. So if someone left, you had someone right away instantly to take their place. So uh, you know there are new opportunities that start happening. So don't be ruled by fear because all fear stands for is fuck everything and run. And you definitely don't want to uh, you know to be ruled by that because those that aren't fearful and know what they're doing because ignorance is very expensive, uh, you're going to just shoot yourself in the foot and wish that you had made it happen when you had the chance. Because I didn't see another opportunity like 2008 coming again in our lifetime. But, you know, I've been wrong before. And here, here we, we are. are. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, if you love this podcast, if you love this series, uh, you know, stay tuned. Uh, we got plenty more content to come. Uh, lots and lots of episodes for you to dig into. Uh, if you love it, please rate, rate it. Give us an honorable review. And uh, we'd love to hear your, uh, your feedback. So thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Thank you, Gabriel and Frank. And hopefully this gave you a little bit of insight as to what's possible and not to be afraid of something that you really don't need to be afraid of. You should actually be running towards it. Thank you so much. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, let's show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to getdealsbytuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.